What's up, uh, what's up, everybody? It's February 17, 2020. I'm happy to be here with y'all on the President's Day. Um, I want to give a shout out to a couple people, man. Um, shout out to Barack Obama, the very first black president. Um, shout out to Shout out to Shirley Chisholm. Shout out to um, Shout out to all our black leaders, man. Um, we need y'all to be more visible. Appreciate y'all for what y'all doing, but this podcast is mostly geared towards hip hop and it's geared towards the impact that hip hop has. And I'm gonna say this, no matter where you go, hip hop has an impact on it. So hip hop podcast allows me to um, talk about the history of hip hop, regardless of what era, what time, what place. You can find some type of hip hop in it, and never is that more present in the in this era where black culture is uh, is American culture, and it's been that way for quite some time, and. conversation I had with a friend a couple years ago was not even a year ago, a couple weeks ago was if you were a champion in 2009 you got talked about feline, you got talked about if you like Asian culture they talked about you like crazy if you supported black culture, you was on the fringe, if you didn't have any friends that was not cool all those things now in this time is the shit. Like, Fila is the wave. Champion is the wave. Anime, black culture is the wave. Being antisocial is okay. We accept that now. We're okay with people being antisocial. We even make room for those type of people. So, when, when I hear that uh, that there is a place for people like me who enjoy those things. It makes me happy for when kids are coming up. But a lot of things that were cool, like sexual harassment, that's just not cool anymore. But just just to get some background, I grew up in the uh, 2000s, early 2000s, and um, I was born in 91. So I came up during Tupac, DMX, all that shit. I was a baby, but I can remember DMX's raw energy and how aggressive he was on them songs. And I can remember the bandanas and the motorcycles. And that cultural impact that it had. And everyone went from rocking <laughs> bandanas and fucking. Everybody was a rough rider, rough rider in 98. That's all I'ma say. A lot of y'all dressed with the bulletproof vests and all of that shit kind of bled into now. And the point I'm making about that is that nothing's new under the sun. Like Feli was a popping, was a popping thing 
back in the early 90s and everything's kind of boomeranging back like uh, a lot of animation takes its roots with a lot of early Japanese anime and that's how we get some of the stuff we have now so the point I'm making is that there would be no Avatar there would be no Thundercats there would be any of that stuff he meant any of that stuff without Japanese animation. Just like there would be no Fruity Cooley, there'll be any, there won't be any Afro Samurai, there won't be any uh, Cowboy Bebop. All that stuff is influenced by black media. Like the the problem that I have with um, with the world in general is that. We fail to realize the the impact that hip hop, which is black culture, has on the world. And if you go back to those times, you go back to the 60s, it was soul. Before that was jazz. So when I say hip hop culture, that's the current main uh, influence of culture. Then there is no. There isn't any Elvis without Chuck Berry. I'm just saying that we've always Ellie hooped the latest thing into culture. So without black women, there would be any Kardashians. I'm just saying in general, when you look at how the world is and the impact that it has, you gotta acknowledge that black people are the culture. So Here's what I find hilarious and kind of depressing at the same time. We disassociate ourselves with certain things, but that's what they embrace about us. And really to think about it like this, think of hip hop as that guy that you told your daughter not to date. Most of the time, when you tell a girl, don't date him, they're going to double down. Because that's what kids do. Kids do not give a fuck about what you have to say. And it's the truth. Hip-hop is has become the acceptable. And she continues to date that guy. But he gets successful. And he's actually a good guy. And he's actually doing things for himself and he's actually way more successful than you ever were so you gotta accept him that's what hip-hop is it is the successful boyfriend husband of r&b jazz all these other things that people wanted to not trust and now it's the most successful thing so not everyone embraces it and accepts it because you had no choice. One of the things that concern me about being part of this community is the it's how quickly things change and how quickly we alienate people based off certain things. Ten years ago, there cannot be a, a gay rapper, but Lil Nas X is probably one of the biggest rappers in the world right now. Ten years ago, Nicki Minaj got on by faking 
by faking that she was gay. So, that's the word I'm looking for. Fugazi. We don't encourage realism anymore. What we encourage is an abstract view of it. What you consider real might not be what someone else considers real, and that's disheartening. And the fact that we're in Black History Month and we're not really focused on Black history like that, like, it's more about, okay, this is a month we're giving you because we fucked up. There are things that people do other people take credit for and I've seen that happen so many times in my life so the the point in this podcast is to reach out to people who are against me with me who consider this to be the norm and it's also to point out some flaws in the system So this episode, I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about a particular, particular changing of the guard. Um, if you ask Kendrick Lamar, Drake, uh, even um, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, or even um, Big Sean, you ask who their favorite rapper was. It'll be early 2000s, maybe mid-90s. That's their era. If you ask someone in the 90s who their favorite rapper was, get Rakim, Big Daddy Kane, so on. If you ask Big Daddy Kane who his favorite rapper was, Curtis Blow, Fat Five Freddy, um, the rapping groups at the time. So, everyone's favorite rapper or inspiration to rap is going to change. So you ask Roddy Rich or Lil Tecca or any of them people who their favorite rapper is, it could be literally Lil Wayne or Future or fucking Drake or any of them people who were thinking of at the time. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who came up in that area, it could be that could be their favorite rapper. And it's not to say they don't appreciate the classics, but they can't connect with early 90s music. They can connect with future because that's their way. So when you get these old heads, and when I mean by old, I mean these 35 and up cats who hasn't who haven't really gave you music a chance. It's some shit that they listened to back then that say that sound way worse than some shit out now. <clears throat> and that's what I mean by black culture. Like blacks are no longer control of the culture. The culture is a worldwide thing. It is so big that China wants to monetize it, weaponize it, and sell it. You have leaders who literally, you have world leaders who literally rap because they know that they can get their message out that way. It's literally a rap battle in the, I think it's Malaysia or the Philippines. I don't know. 
It's literally a rap battle between the country of Malaysia and its people. And it's literally a diss track. And they're going back and forth. Hip-hop has transcended global expectations. It's definitely got a stronghold in South Korea. Definitely a stronghold in Asian communities. Definitely a stronghold in every single hood, every single country you can think of. Hip-hop is there. So when you set, when you see these people who say they are impacted by these people, then you got to realize two things that, number one, music is like universal. It's subversive. It's subjective to the listener. But you also know you have a high mind mentality. So when people are with something, older people like, I can't get with that shit. It's not for you to get with, dude. Your era is past. Like, my era was snap your finger shit. Like, it was fucking, you know, watch my feet. It was like, you know, growing up in Chicago, it was a very different time. It was not really that many lyrical rappers. And Lil Wayne was the best thing we had at a, for a while before Drake came out. Little Wayne was the only thing that kept me from going crazy in a sea full of dancing. I wanted to, I wanted that greedy raw shit, and Wayne came with it, man. So when I when I hear people tell me who they who they who their inspiration or rap is, and it's different, we had to take their head off to who they connect with. And the the crazy part about it is it being Black History Month is that historically February is the shortest month of every year. It literally has the less time out of any other month. The reason being is because in the past it was a month. This is where the year ended and March is where the year started. So, to, to keep up with the, the Gregorian calendar, we, we adjusted February to be the shortest. And I'm not mad at that. It's, it's cool. We have a whole month. That's no big deal because history should be celebrated every day. Every, every day is Black History Month, like a teacher told me. Because someone black is going to always make history, whether it's good or bad. So, my point is, is that the future of hip-hop is in the hands of future. The future of hip-hop is in the hands of Drake. It's not in the hands of Jay-Z. It's not in the hands of of, uh, Lil Wayne anymore. It's a new guard. And this new guard... Is doing things the way they want to do them, just like every single hip hop pioneer before them. All of these rappers who are out gotta know that they're part of a wave that will eventually stop. And 
it's this guy who raps and he does his like he raps with the auto tune and shit. That shit I thought was a joke, but that's where hip hop is heading, man. It's heading to this futuristic trappy sound, space sounds. It's heading to drugs and drugs, and and honestly, it's where it's always been. The drug dealer and the person they selling drugs to, we formed amazing albums based off of this. Reasonable Doubt, Illmatic. The quintessential hip-hop albums are based on dealing drugs and the lifestyle that comes with it. And the fact that we space this out like are we talking about drugs and music? You guys set that shit up. Pusha T made a living off of selling crack for the last 20 years. It has not sold a drug in forever. I doubt it. He was like that, but he's not like that. So when we talk about realism in music, we we had this expectation that Every rapper should be real. If they're not real, we're disappointed. If they're too real, we're disappointed. The baby, for example. This nigga shot somebody in a fucking Walmart. But it's probably the most entertaining person out right now. In terms of the negativity he draws to himself. In terms of the fact that he's not scared to whoop your ass. If he got to. He that funny nigga with the temper. And what... What freaks me out... Is the fact that... It's going to be more babies. It's going to be more dudes like him. One of the interesting cases that I like to talk about is 21 Savage. Um... This cat went from being one of the scariest dudes in hip-hop to one of the most intelligent uh, in terms of what he's doing for his community. Um, we, we talk about how savage he is, but he's evolved as a man and wants to be seen for it. And to me, the fact that he's taking care of his family and doing things that he's doing as a black man is very subjective and it's very intelligent of him to reframe himself as such and to associate with Cole to associate with other acts that are similar to where he's going in his trajectory now if you told me three years ago that this was him with a lab but you can see that he's grown as a man and that's what's important is that as hip hop grows, we grow with it. We accept the little Uzi birds. We accept the little Yachty's. We accept the little babies. We accept the NLE choppers because they all represent different sides of hip hop because hip hop isn't just one thing. It's, it's violent, it's fun, it's caring, it's, it's misogynistic. 
it's it's what music is the very best and worst of people. That's why music is a universal language. You can listen to a song. You can feel the emotion. You don't have to understand the words to feel the emotion. And that's what's great about hip-hop music. So when I hear things like, oh, hip-hop music is worse. No, the worst hip-hop music ever been was the early 2000s. When it was just hit after hit after hit after hit. And then irrelevant after irrelevant after irrelevant. At least, at least, designer still has pen. At least... Tremendous I still have I have light big bucks. At least they still have that in their bag. And we continue to make music off it for the rest of their life. One one thing that one thing that shows that things are changing is the fact that mega stars cannot just put out an album expected to sell. Justin Bieber put out an album called Changes put out this thing called Yummy and uh, it's the typical Justin Bieber song but Roddy Rich put out the box and the box just took off mostly because of the, the ooh, that was like really catchy it brought you in and on top of that it's a good song it's a fucking hit the album release and it was trash. Listen to Roddy Ritz, uh Antisocial. It slaps, man. It's, it's different. And the dude's never the same artist. I thought he was Young Thug on uh, that balling song with DJ Mustard. It's a couple of songs about him. I thought he was somebody different. Which means two things. That Roddy Rich is evolving as an artist. And Justin Bieber has hit a standstill. You can't just put out music and put out a documentary about the fact that you used to do drugs and now you don't expect some sympathy box. Everyone does drugs now, man. It's not a fucking a normal thing for someone to do drugs now. It's not a deja vu thing. It's not like a say deja vu. It's not taboo to do drugs. It's kind of hard to find someone who's being sober out here in these streets, man. That is the wave. Anyone, like, it's hard to find sober people who don't smoke weed or drink. Like, it's hard to find that shit. There's some people who don't do drugs. Not saying him changing his life wasn't good. It's Selena Gomez. I'm gonna get some incredible artist. Brandy Rich, but I really want a number one album, guys, so stream it. Like, these two motherfuckers remind me of that kid in school who would get the good score all the fucking time. But the one time you beat them, they're like, oh, that's so good. Oh, I really wish I got this top score again. I mean, you guys really should study a little less. Like, motherfucker, I'm always feeling this test the first time ever. I'm the one that passed it. Like, get the fuck out. Like, that's kind of where shit is. Like, if you can see the very deep definition of 
why it's an issue to not uh, know where music is headed and not kind of get on a wave. You're going to be left behind. There's going to be some great things that's going to happen. We're going to connect with more people. And one of the things I liked about that I like about these new artists is that they're not afraid to express themselves how they want to express themselves. It's okay, like I said, to be uncool. It's okay to be antisocial. It's okay to like anime. It's okay to be yourself. And that's a space that I can get behind. That's something I could deal with. Once again, it's a hip-hop historian. Peace.